Hello and welcome to the Midweeks. Um, I'm going to forgo Wisdom Wednesday for this Wednesday. Something else has kind of caught my attention. I was reading through a book yesterday called The Meaning of the Pentateuch by Sailhammer. And as I was just wandering around in there, poking around, it's a big book, so I was just poking around in it. He was making the point that the Pentateuch, which is the first five books of the Bible, teaches us how to live by faith. That's the big message of his book. It's about living by faith. And I was like, well, really? And one of the points he was making was that the the Pentateuch wants to teach people to spend time reading God's word and believing it, to receive God's word by faith. And so as I was doing my morning readings this morning, I was in the book of Deuteronomy in chapter 17, and I came across this these instructions for the king. Uh, There wasn't a king in Israel at the time, but Moses foresaw that there might be, there could be, there would be a king in Israel. So speaking by the Holy Spirit, he gives the king's instruction about how to live with the Lord. And I want to read these verses to you. This is Deuteronomy 17, starting in verse 18. He says, And when he, the king, sits on the throne of his kingdom, he shall write for himself in a book a copy of this law, approved by or from before the Levitical priests, and it shall be with him, and he shall read in it all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God by keeping all the words of this law and these statutes and doing them that his heart may not be lifted up above his brothers, and that he may not turn aside from the commandment, either to the right or to the left, so that he may continue long in his kingdom, he and his children in Israel. So here we have um, the book of Moses. It's a retelling of the law, and there's lots going on in Deuteronomy. It's not just, you know, a bunch of laws. That's part of it. The book of Deuteronomy starts with a recap of the history of Israel, Um, to show the faithfulness of God and where Israel has stumbled in unbelief. And then it goes into multiple encouragements for heart-level commitment to the Lord. He's saying, you know, give me your heart, love me. That's the call. Love me. Trust me. And don't be proud. And then it does go into the laws. And then Deuteronomy, stunningly to me, ends with this prediction that Israel will fall away but that God will rescue them and bring them back from the lands that he sends them into. And so as part of this, you know, there's this commandment for the king. And it's amazing to me that one of the things God wants a king to do is to copy out his own copy of Deuteronomy, so copy out the scriptures, and spend time reading the Bible. It's literally what it says. It says, he shall read in it all the days of his life. So one of the things it meant God wanted the kings of Israel to do is every day be reading in the scriptures, just be reading God's word and receiving grace and instruction from it. And do you notice what the, 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 what he wants the king to gather from it, you know, so he doesn't just say, read this so you can get depressed, read this so you can become a Pharisee, read this so that you can think you're better than other people. No, 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 no. He says, if the king is reading my word well, number one, they'll learn the fear of the Lord. 
And if you have been listening to the Wisdom Wednesdays and Proverbs, we know that Solomon later on will say that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the definition of a faith-based relationship with God. In the book of Proverbs, where you're looking to God, you believe that he's real, you believe that he's wise, you believe he's all-powerful, and you come to him to submit to him and to humble yourself before him and to learn from him and to respond obediently to him. This is the definition of a faith-based relationship is to have the fear of the Lord. And so he's saying, read this book so that you can learn the fear of the Lord. And out of this faith-based, humble relationship, you will keep my words. You'll do them. And so what's the next thing? You can do it so that you can think you're better than other people, that you can thank God that you aren't like these publicans, as Jesus would say later on. No, no, no. So that your heart may not be lifted up against your brother's. That's amazing to me. So Moses is saying, read my book that I'm writing by the Holy Spirit. And if you're getting it, if you're understanding it, you'll have the fear of the Lord. You'll have this faith-based, humble, trembling relationship before God, which will inspire you to um, submit and do these commands. And you'll have a humble relationship to God's people. And do right by them by obeying my laws. And so this is, the thing that's amazing to me is we have this picture of God calling the king to daily Bible reading, to learn the fear of the Lord, and to walk humbly with his brothers. And of course, if it's good for the king, it's good for everybody else too. God isn't saying only the king can do this. No, he's saying if it's good for the king to be in the word of God, learning to have a faith-based, humble, and obedient relationship with the Lord and a humble attitude towards his brothers and sisters, then of course it's good for everybody else to do the same thing. And I just love that it doesn't just say the king must read the word. It actually says, if you're reading it well, this is what's going to happen to you. Uh, You know, as I interpret the Bible, as I think about um, how other people interpret the Bible, I always think we not, not only need to pay attention to what the Scripture says, but how the Scriptures show that what it says needs to get applied. What do I mean by that? Well, um, what I mean by that is think about the letters of Paul. Paul wrote 13 letters, and many people have taken weird things out of his letters that don't produce the same kind of life that Paul had. So I, what I mean by that is, if we understand what Paul is saying about God, our lives should look like Paul's life did. There's no way, it seems to me, that we are understanding Paul's theology if we're not also embracing his lifestyle. And so the scriptures not only tell us the truth, but they model for us in people what it looks like when we get what scripture means. We can kind of test, am I understanding the word of God by the life that is coming out of us? And so Moses is doing that here too. When the king copies out his own copy of the scripture, so a very intimate knowledge of God's word by taking the time to write out his own copy, when the king is really understanding God's word, he will have the fear of the Lord. He will have this powerful, he'll be gripped by God. He'll see, God, you are amazing. You're awesome. You're glorious. You're powerful. And you're more important than any human being. You're more important than me. And I want to be close to you. I want to tremble in your presence. I want to honor you and love you. I want to, I, you'll, you'll get this. This is how you know it's working. And you'll have this 
humble attitude towards God's people. You won't think you're better than them. You won't be puffed up over and against them. That's how you know that the scripture is accomplishing what God has intended it to do. So this morning, I just want you to hear how Moses called the king to be a man of the word in the fear of the Lord and in humility with other people. And then through this, hear God saying to all of his people, we are all called as a kingdom of God's priests to be men and women who are in the word, growing in the fear of the Lord and with humil- in, in humility towards others as we, because we see God's glory, want to walk in obedience to him. Be blessed.